Yes, Andrew Barnes is doing the message tonight, except Andrew Barnes got sick and at three o'clock today he let me, he asked me, he gave me the opportunity, he said, look, would you be all right to do a message, bro? I'm in mad panic. I prayed, I fasted. No, I went to my laptop and I looked at the last two messages that I'd been working on and I printed them both to read them and one didn't print. So we're doing the other one. Um, and, and that was a sign of God, I don't know. But look, I, the heritage of this is we do a Bible study in the city, a question and answer uh, Bible study over the last three or four weeks at least. And a uh, lovely young gentleman asked, a young Christian, uh, the question, is hell a literal place? So he asked at the end of the session, which is fantastic. I love when that happens because I get all week to research in the Bible an answer. Our intention is to give a biblical answer to the questions of life or questions about God or spiritual things. So um, this was really good insofar as I got the whole week to sort of prepare for it. But um, apologise to Nate at the back. He actually was in the study we did on this, so this is a little repetitive for him. But at the end of the day, I, I think a really good study, and I hope you'll find that, although it, it may take a while to get there. So I'll just open a word of prayer. We'll ask God to bless our time in the study. So, dear Father in heaven, I thank you for the word of God. I thank you for the lessons you give us to apply in our life. Father, let us uh, hear from you tonight. Please help us to learn and apply these things to our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So the first thing we try and do, particularly, and I know we've got a super spiritual audience here in part, but um, we try and give definitions, biblical definitions of things. So the first word I wanted to explain to this group, and, and a lot of which are either new Christians or not even Christians, is the word death. It's mentioned in uh, Genesis 2, Gen Genesis, that's right at the front of your Bible, in chapter 2, verse 16 and 17 is the first mention of this word and it says God speaking to Adam and the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. So God warns of the consequences of disobeying his word, of disobeying Basically, the one commandment that he gave to, to Adam. Then God, uh, then excuse me, Eve speaking in Genesis uh, three, verse three. Again, this word pops up. It says, "But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die." Again, down another verse, Satan replying to Eve says, and the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. So question, did they die? We know they out of the fruit. Did they die that day when they ate of the tree? Let's go down to Genesis 5 verse 3. Adam lived 130 years, 5 verse 3, and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. Verse 5, just another verse down. And all the days of Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. So, little segue, but I think relevant. Jesus in the New Testament in Matthew 8.22, he says, But Jesus said unto him, Follow me and let the dead bury the dead. In Luke, it says in 960, chapter 9, verse 60, 
Let the dead bury the dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. How could these people be dead and be alive? Did he mean spiritually dead? No Holy Spirit, no relationship with God as God is life. Where would these people go when they physically died? Is this what is meant in Genesis, being separated from God and dying? So Genesis 1, if we think about Genesis 1, it says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And what do we mean by image? We, we know God is three in one. He's a father, son and Holy Spirit. But question, are we in his image more than our body? If I lost my finger, um, my friend Rivo has half a, a finger there. Is he still Rivo? Yes, we, we are. So we're more than our bonnet body. We know that we have a mental capacity to be analytical, but also we have desires. A man in love will do crazy things for the woman he loves. So we have this thing, our decision maker, called our soul. And then thirdly, Adam had a spirit. He was a body. He had a, a mind or a soul, and he, and he had this, this spirit. But that day, did he spiritually die? Was that part that could commune with God the Spirit which died? And you might be sitting there going, yes, well, thanks for the basic lesson, but let's keep going a little bit. This would then fit, of course, with the dead bearing the dead. These people are spiritually dead in, in, uh, when Jesus was speaking in both Matthew and Luke. So let's define this thing that comes up called the second death in the Bible because it's, it's different. We've got, we've got physical death, but then in, in Revelations, right at the back of your book, um, in chapter 2, verse 11, it says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. It was a message for not just that church. He that overcometh shall not be hurt, by, hurt of the second death. Revelations 20, to the back of Revelations, in verse 6 says, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Down to verse 14, same chapter, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Chapter 21, verse 8, but the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the whoremongers, sorcerers, adulterers and liars shall have their part in the lake, of, lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Okay, so we've got a picture of this second death, but we're studying is hell a literal place? And we'll get there. But what I did for our study is I actually handed out 54 or so odd mentions of hell in the Bible. I'm going to, only going to touch on a few, but in Psalms it says, I'll go from the Old to the New Testament, in Psalms 9:17 it says, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forgot God. Uh, Proverbs 7:27, her house is the way to hell, going down to the chamber of death. Uh, Proverbs 15:24, the way of life is above to the wise that he may, may depart from hell beneath. Uh, Isaiah has a lot to say as to the other prophets, but when we get to the New Testament, it literally explodes. Uh, Jesus, and I've got it in my Bible in red, talks a lot about hell. Uh, I'm plucking just a few of them, but, but Matthew 10, 
chapter 10, verse 28, and fear not them which kill the body, but are able but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Okay? Matthew, again in 23, 15, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye compass sea and land to make one proselyte yourselves. He is made, ye make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. It's a really good message there. Matthew in 23 again, verse 33, ye serpents, ye generation of vipers, how can ye escape the damnation of hell? To Peter, we'll go to, skip to the back, and, and in chapter 2, verse 4, it says, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved under judgment. So we're starting to get this, this picture of hell, but one other thing that we've touched on was this lake of fire. So we've got death and we've got the second death. And we've got some words in the Bible on hell. But Revelations chapter 19, verse 20, it says, And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that had worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And in 20 verse 10, it says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Down to verse 14, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Verse 15, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Interesting study on the books that are in heaven. Um, and uh, it mentions there the book of life, but that's not for today. But So here's a tip. The lake of fire, which is called this second death. And hell, I want you to think of it as like we have a holding cell. You know, if I do the wrong thing, maybe, maybe someone's drink driving or they do something bad, they go down to George Street and they're in the holding cell. Well, that's, that's hell. And, but there'll be a judgment for, for the people that are in hell. Okay. And why is that? Well, one good reason is that during your life, you can do things that affect generations, good and bad, right? So we, we can open a hotel and we can get people on the grog and we can facilitate a place where drugs are sold and people go home drunk or whatever and, and families are broken up and destroyed and there's multi-generations affected by the thing we started and we're, we're influential in. We can vote for you know, the wrong thing to happen to, to marriage or to, to things that happen in, um, you know, in abortions and laws within a land. And it can have multiple uh, generations effects. And this is what's talked about when it says the sins of the fathers are visited on to the fourth generation. It's not necessarily talking about a father. In fact, in the Bible, it says that the, the, the sugar dad eats doesn't, doesn't have the kid's teeth rot. You're individually accountable. But what we see here is we've got this holding cell in hell and we've got this judgment. And what we get here, and that's important, is the great white throne judgment. So just one more definition. Uh, he's taken in prayer, he's taken in the spirit and he's given this wonderful vision of the future of earth and of heaven and a whole lot of things of hell. And, and he's told to write it down. Just write down what you see in here. Except in one part, don't write this. Yeah, but, but for the most part, write it all down. So in, in chapter 20, verses 10 to 15, while he's writing down these things, 
And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. They were gone. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before him. So they had nowhere to hide. There's no rock or mountain. There's nothing left. And the books were opened, books. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. Now, this isn't their good works either. And, and the sea gave up their dead, which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead, which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now, God's will is that everyone should come to repentance, that everyone should have eternal life. But there is a blotting out at that last breath if we've not accepted Christ as our Lord and Saviour. So the Bible, it's true everywhere, but I must admit, and I think everyone probably here is thinking, there's parts of it you read and you go, that's pretty scary stuff. That's, that's, you know, that's really harsh. You know, we learn here hell is a literal place, that death is separation from God because he is life. The walking dead on this earth are yet to be quit, quickened. Hopefully they will be. And that was Christ's mission as he walked around giving life, real life, eternal life to people. That hell is this, if we study it in more depth, and I apologise, I'll give you the handout if you're interested, but it's a lonely, horrible place. Get gnashing of teeth. It's where those not born of the Holy Spirit await a final judgment. And that the throne, the white throne, is that judgment where the unsaved are literally cast into this lake of fire, this second death, this eternal death. And elsewhere we learn the names of the, the book of life and, and those that are saved are in it and all the people not saved ending up in this lake, lake of fire. So why the morbid story? Why, why all the horror? Why all the... Well, let me, let me give it to you like this. If you're saved, this is a really important tool in sharing the gospel. That's why it's given so much attention. And you say, what do you mean? Well... Well, let me explain. I have known for a long time, as I believe we probably all do for the most part, that smoking is bad. Yeah? Smoking can harm you physically and it can actually result in you dying. There's, there's no great news there. But my zeal in sharing that happened when my three sons got to the age where people around them and maybe even they were experimenting with smoking cigarettes. Why? I had the information the whole time. Why now? Why with them? Well, it's quite simple, really. Love. I love them. So this information is useless unless used. This information is useful if given with love to people. Our tool might be the gospel. Our tool might include a description of a literal hell and the information God gives us on that. But our motivation is got to be love. That actually is why we're going to share the gospel and risk the embarrassment and risk the rejection. But it's clearly our love. And if not saved and here tonight or listening or in another room or something, it's pretty terrifying. You know, some are saved from the fire, literally. 
They, they you know, need to understand there's some bad news before you get the good news. I said to someone last night, I never put my arm up in the, in the surf for the guys in the yellow and red caps unless I'm in trouble, right? I've got to know I'm in trouble. Now, I can be in a rip but not be aware of it. Once I am aware of it, then I've got... So our job in sharing the gospel back to those that are saved is really in making people aware of that. But to the unsaved, and I, I do have a little... This is a little gospel track that we, we give out. Nathan actually gave these out last night and we had two young Englishmen, about 21, come in, lovely guy, Sam and his mate. So I don't know if you can read it there, but there's one particular verse all through Scripture you can highlight the gospel. It's everywhere. You know, God was saving from Genesis 3 right through to Revelation. You can go everywhere. Romans is road and all the rest of it. But there's one particular verse I'm going to get to in a second. And what it does is it highlights this, this chasm, this gap between us, which sin has created. If you go to the next slide, this slide, this, this thing sort of falls out. It talks very simply, the navigators back in the 70s, I, I hear, created this little picture, this bridge picture, which is a really effective way, around one verse. And it says, for the wages of sin are death. And if you look up there, you'll see on the, on the left, as you're looking, that, that wages, payment resulting in sin results in death. And I'm going to argue that's eternal death because in a second we're going to get to the subject line and it says, but, best but in the Bible, the gift of God is eternal life. So if the subject's eternal life and we're comparing it to death, we're talking about here that second death. We all agree with that? And that, that's pretty straight up. From this one verse we're getting all this. But, and then it's through Jesus Christ, a gift can't be paid for. The example I always use, if I give you my iPhone and then I say 20 bucks, that's payment. So it's a gift. An inheritance is a gift. It's because you've joined the family. So it's a wonderful way of sharing. This is what we did last night with these two. No matter what the question was, the question and answer, it was going to be the gospel. So we pulled this out and we shared the gospel to these guys. And it's a really good tool that, that we print out. There's some, not, not like this down the back, but we'll get some. Um, and it, and it just demonstrates man's efforts around religion or morality, etc., to build that bridge. And it just, you know, you just start breaking that down. And then on the next slide, I think it shows a, uh, the answer. And it talks to the verses about confessing with thy mouth and believing with thy heart. And gives a little um, a QR code that runs off to where Pastor gave a gospel message, which was really good. But the key to it is these things, tracks included, are tools. No love. They're giving out gospel tracts or maybe maybe out of diligence while someone's watching or something, but ultimately it falls away. Um, study of hell, you know, we're, we're all, you know, smoking didn't really interest me because I'm not a smoker. What do I care? What do I care about diabetes? When someone I love gets diabetes, when someone I love's involved in smoking, I get motivated. So as our love goes up, our desire to share the gospel, including the facts around hell, go up. As, as well as the benefits of heaven, you know. So I hope that's a motivator for people to, um, to get into their study, including hell, and, and just to be more conscious of our love. You know, if I asked who, who shared the news of hell lately, maybe I wouldn't get too many hands, but it's, it's a very um, important part of the gospel. You know, what, what is it that I'm avoiding? What do you mean separation from God? We as Christians need to know our Bible and, and be able to explain and give an answer always to those that, you know, uh, are serious and, and want to know. So 
Alrighty, let's go to prayer.